This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey, today we offer a voice into the chaos that says, take the long view. You do you. Also, we discuss David ignoring random neighbors and Rachel juggling glasses. Kids podcast. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Rach. Hey, how you doing? I am great. I wish we weren't so nerdy. Like, I feel sometimes a little bit embarrassed about what dorks we are, but here we are. I mean, that's what I've been saying to myself my entire life. I wish I wasn't so nerdy. <laughs> it could be that I feel especially nerdy because we have a middle schooler who really thinks we're nerdy. So yesterday, he asked me if I was ever part of a club, and <laughs> you're like debate club. No, even worse. Oh, no. It was math club. Oh, shit. In middle school, I was on the math team, and he just ridiculed me. Really? Just mocked me. He's like, math club? <laughs> He's like, how, how did mom marry you when you're such a nerd? <laughs> oh, man. Nerds get all the good girls. Uh, not did you see how I didn't. twisted that around? I yeah, said, I that I'm, I'm a good girl. I, well, I get it. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I mean, yeah, math club was, uh, it was actually fun. Were I really you a math liked, lead? I, I liked my uh, middle school math teacher a lot, and she challenged me, and I, I enjoyed that part. Because oh. I like to please people, I just wanted to be on the math team with her. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I a, nice. I have intense needs to please people. Yeah, I know, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's an example of when I did not want to please someone. You want to hear this story? Absolutely. Um so yesterday I was doing some yard work and we have some like weeds that turned into trees. <laughs> like they're huge, right? <laughs> Which, okay, by the way, shows or like tells you exactly how much yard work we actually do when weeds actually become trees. Yeah. I mean, Brilliant. these things had root systems and the whole deal and they were <laughs> oh taller gosh, than me. Yes. And so I had to dig them up and I'm sitting there digging and it's like, there's probably four or five kind of root balls that I had to dig up. It's really, um, I know you want to make a joke about root balls. Oh, man, I have so many jokes running through my head. First of all, weeds that are taller than you, you're 6'4". That's tall. Those are tall weeds. My, oh, my, those are tall. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any ball jokes. I mean, everyone has ball jokes going through their heads, I'm sure. Uh, Do you want to talk about how you had two beers and then started talking about balls in front of our kids? (laughs) No, you probably don't. But I don't think they even noticed because it's not really that abnormal. Uh, uh, I think one of them figured out that you were a little tipsy. It was hilarious. Uh, Two beers, that's too bad that that's that's what it takes to get me tipsy. Your threshold is one and a half. (laughs) One, barely. So the weeds are big. Yes, they've been there for two years and I've done nothing about them. And finally you're like, hey, David, what are you doing this weekend? (laughs) And I was like, all right. So I'm out there digging these holes. It's a ton of work. I'm sweating. Um, I'm kind of miserable. And I have my earbuds in. And so I'm like listening to something, right? Probably the same show tunes I've been listening to for the last three weeks. (laughs) But we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, Nerd. (laughs) Does our son make fun of that too? No, he likes that show now. Oh. I've gotten two of our three kids into that um, play. What's it? It's called uh, The Last Five Years, right? Yeah, The Last Five Years. It's actually, there's a movie version with uh, Anna Kendrick. I wanted to call her Anna, but I think it's Anna, Anna right? Oh, you have a crush on Anna from Frozen. I'm just saying. That's why you got mixed up. I can understand <laughs> She's that. She's definitely the cuter sister. 
my gosh. We're really batting a thousand today. Um, so the movie's great. We watched it together, you and me. You loved it. But I loved it so much that I've been listening to it nonstop, and you are like going crazy because you're like, stop listening to it. Yeah, so I don't listen to it in life. front of you, but I listen to it on my headphones while I'm doing yard work. This, we have a little free library um, in our front yard. and Which basically is like popular in these neighborhoods around our parts. Yeah, um, they have them all over the country, but yeah, we have one, and there's a bunch in and our you neighborhood. Can, yeah, so people like fill it with books that they're getting rid of, and then you can just go pick out a book. Neighbor, yeah. it's, a, it's a neighbor friendly thing. Anyway, yes, we unlike have our other neighbor unfriendly things like <laughs> weeds, how grumpy I am. <laughs> also, yeah, the fact that you throw Coke bottles at children, I think that's problematic. <laughs> they're plastic. <laughs> so, the children? Just kidding. I'm visualizing those like uh, slow down signs that sometimes have plastic shaped children on them. Yeah. So this guy pulls up, super nice. I recognize him, but I've never talked to him before. I don't know his name. Um, And he starts talking to me, which I feel like is just not reading the room very well because I'm listening to music and working really hard and not in the mood. I mean, it's like sitting next to someone on the airplane with your earbuds in and they don't realize that you are not interested. And so he's like, what kind of books do you like? And I'm thinking, I never take books out of our free library. Like, they just cycle through. Other people do. I rarely do. Like, every once in a while, I'll go look, and I'll be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I'll take that. Right. So I'm like, so my first response is, oh, I don't care. Not like I don't care with, about you. I just like, oh, whatever. You put in there is great. And he's like, and I said something like, uh, you know, oh, are you going to put some in there? And he's like, I always put some in there. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're off to a bad start. And then... Um, but then he presses me on like, no, what kind of books do you like? So now I have to say what kind of books I like. And in retrospect, I should have said parenting because I actually do enjoy reading books on like different kind of parenting thoughts. But yeah. it didn't occur to me. And I think I'm like, oh, I have to pick something smart. Like I feel this pressure to pick the right answer. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> I've never talked to this guy before. And so I said, well, I like history books, which is sort of true, although I don't read very many history books because I just don't have time. But you like them? Yeah, I like history. I think it's interesting. And then I said, I actually like uh, economic books like around how cities are developed because I am actually in the middle of reading two of those. Um, and I find it interesting, uh, this whole idea of like what makes a city work and what are the challenges and you know why different cities do better than others. Anyway, so then he asked me a couple follow-up questions on that and I'm super frustrated. I don't really have good answers and I'm sweating and like just want to finish digging my holes and the whole deal. And then... He says, oh, are you interested in land use? And I'm, I just say yes. Just why not? <laughs> and he's like, well, we have these meetings you can join. And I was like, oh, great. And he's like, do you know where they are? Like, he's caught me in a lie or something? <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't. He's like, they're on Zoom. I was like, okay, great. And I know what he's talking about. I know that I could figure out where these are if I wanted to. But then he's like, do you know where they are? And I was like, <laughs> you just told me they were on Zoom. He's like, how are you going to find the Zoom? I was like, oh, so then my he, gosh. You're so, like, please leave me alone. I so just want to dig my So then he tells me, he's like, oh, you log in this way, blah, 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 dot, 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 dot com or dot net. He, like, he didn't know. Dot, 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 Lots com. of dots. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, great. And he's like, if you can't find it, you can call me. And I say, okay, thanks. And then he's calling me like, in another. where are you going to call me? How are you going to do that? And I literally didn't look up because at this point I'm like, this is done. I was. My tone didn't change. Like, I wasn't rude. But I was just like, don't worry. 
I don't need to call you. I will find it. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And I was like, bye. He's like, like my back is... had been turned to him for like 45 seconds because I'm digging a hole. <laughs> he's, he's probably going away like, that is the most unfriendly library I have <laughs> ever seen. It's n- I'm not the librarian. <laughs> the library just sits in my front yard. I think it is funny. There's a guy who goes to our little free library that my neighbor and I um, text each other about. Who co- He like switches all our books. Sometimes I put books in there that are intentional just for our neighbors, but he goes around in the neighborhoods in our area and switches all the uh, free yeah, library books. I've seen books. that. I've seen people like drive trucks and they just yeah. like swap out and books. Yeah, and sometimes I want to run out there and be like, hey, leave the books alone. These are my books. But they're not. I mean, they're it not. is a take a life book, leave a book. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I, um, as you know, I'm often socially awkward. And I felt like I was forced into a socially awkward conversation by someone who was not reading the temperature of our interaction. Oh, yes. So that was my uh, yesterday. Uh-huh. I finished the holes, though. Did you? It does look good. Thank you. You're That's welcome. very kind of you. I mean, <laughs> now we just have these holes instead of weeds. <laughs> one oh, one step at a time. We'll figure it out. Hey, Rach. Hey, Dave. Have you broken anything lately? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you like that transition? Okay, so... Over the last, I would say, let's call it COVID times, we've broken, not we, the children have broken a glass one a week, maybe two a week. Like, so to the point where last week I looked at our cupboard and we have no glasses, like nice glasses. We have all the plastic crappy ones you get from like soccer games or whatever, but we have no nice glasses because they've all broken. So I decided I'm going to find glasses. I went to TJ Maxx. I bought 20 glasses. TJ um, Maxx, the place where people shop when they know the open mind is the only kind of oh mind. Oh, man, you got to get it. you got to nail it. If you're going to make fun of things, you got to nail it. Those commercials are so annoying. <laughs> they are, but... And I'm annoying, too. Max is Max to the minimum. Shoot, our dog just came in. Our son just came in. We're uh, falling apart. Let's stop making fun of our son and our dog. <laughs> So, okay, so I go to TJ Maxx. I pick up 20 glasses, 20 bucks. Pretty awesome. I get home. $20? Yeah. Wow. Not bad. I know. I I know. So, good thing they were so cheap. The negative things I said about their commercials. (laughs) They've wowed me with their low prices. They have good deals. They do. So, I put them in the dishwasher. I wake up the next morning. I had not had coffee yet. It's important to know. I start pushing. Can we just clarify for people maybe who haven't heard this before? That when you don't have coffee, you are like barely human in your <laughs> interaction. Human. Like you I feel are like that's generous. <laughs> you're like a walking zombie. I am. I'm so terrible in the mornings. So I decided I'm gonna unload the dishwasher because I don't want our kids to break these brand new glasses. How'd that work out amazing. for you? I fumbled a bit and I busted <laughs> a bunch of glasses. I just like lost balance or something. I don't know what happened, but uh, they all fell down onto a granite countertop, onto a hardwood floor, into the open dishwasher, glass You're barefoot. everywhere. I'm barefoot. Like, kids are so- slowly waking up and, like, coming down and being like, what's the problem? I'm the problem. I was the problem. So I broke a few glasses. The best part was there was, like, an initial crash. <laughs> and I was on the stairs, at the top of the stairs. And I'm like, oh, no. And then there's, like, a good eight 
12 seconds and then another crash. <laughs> because I was trying to And then them. another I, 20 seconds and then another awful. crash. And then I look over there and you were like bobbling, <laughs> keeping two. You're like the cat in the hat, like keeping two more glasses from falling. Yeah, but I'm like a less peppy cat in the hat that literally cannot open the other eye. Like I have one eye open. I'm like, oh, Lord, it's coming down. It's coming down. And I couldn't catch it. I couldn't stop it. I wish this was a video oh. so people could see your rendition of your one eye open. <laughs> I'm sure they can hear it. Oh, man. So that, it's been a good week. Yeah, good week. A lot so, of good stuff. Yeah, we've had some good stuff going on. So we... Transition us again. I'm super smooth at the transition. Coming up next, let's talk about <laughs> being in the body. <laughs> So we do want to talk about, we're going to use peeing in the potty and sleeping through the night as maybe the most salient examples, but these things that are um, kind of milestones in your child's development that often become really stressful, not because they're hard to do, which they are hard to do, but because they start to represent something bigger than what they should. And by that I mean, I think in our modern uh parenting there's this sense in which we have so much control and we've read all these books and we have all this knowledge and so we should be able to get our kid to sleep through the night and if we can't do that somehow we're doing something wrong and not only are we doing something wrong we're probably breaking our kids and I feel like potty training is another thing where people are like oh when did your child like they ask it as if they're interested in you but you know there's this twinge of I'm going to compare whether or not my kid was potty training earlier than yours yeah and And that might just be my paranoia but it's not (laughs) Everyone's had that experience where someone asks a question and you know that they're sizing you up and somehow judging your parenting. And we did a whole episode, I think two episodes ago, um, about not comparing yourself. And that's a really important thing. We're going to touch on that a little bit. But I do feel like um, there's things as our kids get older as well that we can talk about as we get into this. But this avoiding measuring ourselves and our parenting based off some things that are really highly dependent on individual kids' temperament and experience and physiology and all those things. Absolutely. I think that one of the things I've noticed, I'm on a few um, like mom pages on the Facebook or like I engage with parents on the playground with younger kids. And typically I think um, a couple of things are coming up. One is how do you get your child to sleep through the night and how do you potty train your child? Like, I, th- I think those are really common questions. How do you get your child to ride a bike? How do you get your child to be more independent? Like, those are some other really common how questions. How do you get your child to move out? <laughs> uh, so I think that there are some really common questions, especially when our kids are young. You kind of, like, look at this little being that you've just birthed or adopted, and you think, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? I have no clue how to do this. So you consume all of this information. You try to figure out what the best scientific, most probable success is going to be. And you do that and then it doesn't work. And you hear that your friends are doing it and you feel like a total failure. So I think the thing that we want to dive into is not necessarily like the how to potty train your kid in three days or whatever. Like I think we have some philosophies on that. But the main thing we want to say is, hey, look at your child and follow their lead. Not in a way that like allows them to like whip you around and tell you what to do, but sensing what, um, what they're ready for and getting uh, sort of taking their context into mind as you are training them in whatever endeavor you're coming up, up, up to. Yeah. And so I think there's kind of three points we want to make. One is 
do not dis- be dismayed. Um, one is do not compare. And the third is where we're going to finish big, which is like every kid is different. Both your kid is different than their friends or your friend's kids, but also each of your kids are going to be different in how they respond. So starting with the do not be dismayed, Rachel, what do you think the chances are that our kids are going to go to the prom still not peeing in the potty? Nine out of ten. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Wow. <laughs> I know. I, I flipped it up on you. Yeah. I think that's you one zigged thing. zigged when I zigged. <laughs> that's one thing that I kept in mind when we were potty training our kids. They are not going to go to the prom peeing their pants in general. Unless they drink too much. Uh, that's another podcast right there. <laughs> but the but the um, truth is, if you take a step back from your toddler and you take a look at them, the long view says they're going to go to the bathroom in a toilet at some point. I'm not going to be buying diapers for a semi-adult, you know? Um, and so with that perspective, it helps us regulate those toddler years when we're – when I think – Parents get really tired. Obviously, we were exhausted raising toddlers. And I think we potty trained our first child, and then we had a second child two years later. And the first child reverted and, like, almost wanted to go back into diapers. And so, like, that feels really discouraging. So acknowledging and saying there is going to be some regression. Like, each child is going to handle having another sibling differently. Like, there are a lot of factors that come into their little lives. But taking a step back and saying, wait a minute, they are going to go to the bathroom in the toilet at some point. Yeah, I think that's right. The um, The discouragement is not primarily, like, this sense uh, that, my kid isn't picking it up right away, but there's this sense of like, am I ever going to be done with this? And I feel like that's a lot of young parenting, like young parenting young children is like, when is this ever going to end? And so having the view of like, this is going to work out. It may take one kid one weekend. It may take another kid like six months or two years or whatever it is (laughs) to learn all the ins and outs. Cause even once they learn how to be potty trained, they're going to make mistakes and have oopsies. Um, but just knowing like this is going to come together and just having a long view and having not being discouraged or dismayed by every step backwards, knowing that that is part of the process. Like there are steps forward and then there are steps backwards. And sometimes it's one step forward and two steps backwards. And that can be really dismaying because you think I'm doing something wrong. We're never going to get through this. But the truth is over time, they're going to get it. They're going to sleep through the night, even yeah. though you might get like one night where they sleep for six hours and then three nights in a row where they won't sleep more than two hours at a time. Like they're going to get there. They're going to get there. I think that the hard part that I, um, I have felt acutely is when children are not sleeping. So the potty thing, I'm like, dude, put a diaper on that kid and let's be on our way. Right. So it's not that much, um, skin off my back. I just thought we should put plastic on all our furniture. <laughs> Don't even worry about the diapers. My, my grandparents thought too. <laughs> is I'm that because you peed on their couch a lot? <laughs> Not a lot, just once or twice. One time, it was fine, and then they realized they needed plastic. No, like uh, the the joke is that old people need plastic on their furniture. Anyway, that's I got the joke. (laughs) Thanks for explaining it. Such a bad habit of explaining my jokes, but it does make it funnier. Anyway, because my jokes aren't that funny in the first place. Okay, so I I I need to get back to where I was going. What I was going to say was, like the potty training is hard because. 
you feel discouraged, I would say sleeping is especially hard. I think that's the top question that I see rotating through some of these mom groups and on the playground is, how do I get my child to sleep through the night? Not because, um, it is, it's because as parents, we're freaking exhausted. Like the, the, the level of poor decisions I make when I'm tired is astronomical. And so it is for the benefit of both the child and myself and for our marriage to get a child to sleep through the night. And so there are a lot of books out there that um, help get through that. I, I, so I do want to add the caveat. like, So children, you know, they can go potty at their own speed. Mm-hmm. You, you may want to do it before they're five years old. Just saying. May. <laughs> um, the sleep thing, I think when it starts affecting your marriage, when it starts affecting other relationships, when it starts affecting the other siblings in the house, yeah, that is something that you'll want to really pay attention to and potentially talk to your doctor about what strategy you should be using for that particular child. Um, I do know that with each of our children it was a different scenario. One of our kids was able to sleep through the night relatively early. One of them, we were like hardcore and went outside and drank a beer on the porch while they cried it out. And it only took like 45 minutes, a couple nights in a row. And then he was good. And then he was good. Another child didn't sleep till they were roughly five. Um, yeah. And still regularly, like they regularly. got better over time, but it was like pretty consistent that a couple times a week they would get up in the middle of the night even when they were four or five. Exactly. And I I do think with that particular situation, it affected my relationships. It affected my sanity. I think it affected our marriage. It affected how much we were having sex. It like there were there were a lot of things that came into play. Not in the right direction. Not in the right direction. Uh there were a lot of things that came into play and that child still wakes us up in the middle of the night. He's just a he's just not a great sleeper. Yeah. And it's gotten better where it's like he just asked for some water, and then he put himself to bed last night. That actually happened. Right. Right? But, um, yeah, I that is abnormal, um, it, but it's not unheard of. And our stat of the week, actually, is going to be about studies on um, sleep and hmm. for babies. And so I'm going to give one fact without giving away the stat of the week, because that is obviously everyone's highlight of the whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. But um, that they found that at 12 months old, more than one in four kids weren't sleeping six hours straight. So I think a lot of times people are like, oh, by three months, six months, like my kids should be sleeping four, six, eight hours. Right. That shows like one in four is not sleeping six hours at 12 months means that's not an abnormal thing. It's just like some kids are better sleepers than others. It's not an outlier. It's not a failure of parenting. It's a pretty common uh, thing for kids not to make it to six hours, even at 12 months old. But, you know, when we had kids that were 12 months old, we felt like either a huge success because they were sleeping six or eight or 10 hours or a huge failure if they weren't. And I think that's what we're trying to push against is like putting it on ourselves of how much like our worth or our worthiness as a parent. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember distinctly with our, so there was a level of pride in me that said like with our first two children, like, oh, they've been sleeping through the night for quite some time now. Like, I'm not sure. Rachel, I didn't know you had any pride. (laughs) This is news to me. So much. And I, I wouldn't say that I outwardly judged other parents, but there's always the conversation on um, the playground where you sort of like, I just would hush up, you know, (laughs) because I didn't want them to know that I, 
um, that I am such a good parent, you know? <laughs> but then we had a child who didn't sleep through the night. And I remember one mom, uh, I think that our the child that didn't sleep through the night was maybe like two, two and a half. And she was like, oh, we haven't slept either. And my child's four. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And she's an amazing parent. There was yeah. like this light bulb that went on where I thought, oh, there's someone else like me. And this isn't a reflection on me. This is just who this kid is. Right. Um, right. And that's reassuring. So I think that's what we really want to do is say, do not be dismayed. This isn't necessarily a reflection on you. Um, and and look at your kid and what they really need. That particular child in our family n- just needed more snuggles in the middle of the night. Yeah. He has more nightmares. He's got a more vivid imagination during the day. Absolutely. Like, that's just part of his personality. Yep. Um, so I think the second point, do not compare, like, that's a great story of actually, like, positive connecting. It's not comparing. It's saying, oh, I can relate. Um, and so we can make this pretty quick, quick point, but just uh, like if you see and hear other people talking about how their kid is already potty trained and they're three months old, they're reading and riding bikes as well. Yeah, exactly. Usually. And you know, they're like Doogie Howser. there. They're like the Doogie Howser of potty training. Yes. Um, that reference will not make sense to anyone under 35, I don't think, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, you can look it up. Uh, you know, like that's not a reflection on you. Like we're gardening. We're not, what's the other one? We're not builders. Carpenters. We're not carpenters. Yeah. We're gardeners, right? Like, you can till the soil. You do your job. This is not a, an abdication of trying to get your kids to sleep. It's not an abdication of doing the, the things that are smart to do or attempting to potty train. But it is a encouragement not to be dismayed um, because someone else's child is picking it up faster. This is not going to point to whether or not they're going to be more successful or more happy or joyful in their life as an adult. Exactly. And I would say with that, it gives you the freedom to try a lot of different things. So read all the books, like research, see what's out there. You know, like some people say, let the child cry through the night. Some people say, bring them into your bed, like co-sleep. But what I would say is dive right in the middle and try everything that you can to help your child and help your family. Like if your marriage is falling apart because you're not sleeping, it might be okay to let them cry through the night for a minute, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, but weighing all of the things in the context of your family to make a good decision based on that child's needs and based on your family's needs. Yeah. And that brings us to our last point, which is every kid is different. And that's true when you're comparing yourself, which you shouldn't be doing to other parents um, in your community, but it's also true within your family. And you've alluded to this already. We had one kid where we let him cry it out and he learned it and he just slept. And we had another kid who actually wasn't crying in the middle of the night. He would just get up, come talk to us, be a little too scared to go to bed by himself. We would have to take him back. Right. Like, and so it wasn't a function of we should get him to cry it out. Like, that wasn't going to work for him. Right. In fact, we tried it. And I right. remember he cried for, like, four hours. More yeah. than once we tried this. And it was like, oh, this we doesn't... We didn't let him cry that long without attention. No, we would... But we would go in and then, like, think, like, oh, we can just wait him out for 45 minutes. And, and then you could wait. You could not wait him out. Yeah, like we would he essentially was, go rounds, like, four rounds, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we weren't, like, neglecting him. But, like, in the middle of the night... Like, we thought, oh, we've done this before. We've waited out a child. That child just was different and more, res- more uh, maybe stubborn. I don't know. It's like, going to serve him really well. I, oh, that I, kid is going to be super <laughs> successful. He's not going to take no for an answer. That's the truth. 
So anyway, like I think that's really important to look at your kids and realize at a young age that they're individuals. And sometimes it's amazing. Like we joke about how different than we are than our siblings. We're clearly, you know, like grew up in the same households. You can see some of that stuff, but we also just experience the world and interact with the world very differently. And then I look at our kids and they're raised similarly, but they also, we were talking about this yesterday, like no child is born into the same family, right? Like our first child is born into a family where he's the only child. Our second child is born two years later and he has an older brother, the whole deal. And it's like, we have to look at them as individuals. Yeah, and I think the other thing that I realized recently um, when one of our kids came in uh, in the middle of the night and asked for some water, and then, I mean, he got his own water, and he walked back to his bed, and he just said, Mom, will you please come and check on me? And I said, sure. What usually happens is that I check on him, and he's awake, and he's like, hey, let's play. Let's (laughs) hang out. Let's do something. But this particular time, he had put himself to bed, which showed incredible maturity. (laughs) What I realized was that after I got up, he had gone back to bed. I went to his room. I checked on him like I said I would, and he was fast asleep except for he woke up sort of like with those bleary sweet eyes, and he just wanted to tell me that he loved me. I know. And that they're like, I think those are also the moments that we should pay attention to. Not only, you know, like we want as parents to sleep through the night. We want our kids to be potty trained. We want them to progress to the next level. We want them to be riding their bike. But what that really means is that like when they're riding their bike, that means that they are moving away from us, which is really great. That's the goal. But I think that I've spent a lot of motherhood um, wanting them to progress so much that I miss those moments in the middle of the night where they just want to say I love you or they just want to be held. Um, So I would encourage parents to also look at that, kind of flip this not sleeping through the night on its head and and um, take into account that your kids won't need you like this forever. Yeah. I think that's a good way to stop. Makes me want to cry a little bit. I know. Maybe we should pause. You can cry, and then we'll come back to the start <laughs> of the week. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds great. All right. All right, Rach. Rach. Dave, what's up? You done crying? Yeah. You're back? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I told you that I was going to talk about a sleep study um, that I found. So this is on the Harvard Health Medical School website. We'll post it in the show notes. Um, and they were looking at a study from Canada. Canada. The Canada. Love that looked at uh, almost 400 infants, both at age 6 months and age 12 months. And to see if they were sleeping through the night either six hours and or eight hours a night. And I told earlier in the, the episode, I said essentially one in four were not sleeping six hours straight at 12 months. It was actually 28% was the exact number. What percentage, so it's going to be higher, what percentage do you think were not sleeping through the eight hours through the night at that 12-month period? Oh, gosh. I don't know. 45%. Wow. Did I get it? Uh, it was very, very close. Really? I didn't give you any oh, hints or anything. No hints or anything. I'm just 40, real smart. 43%. So four out of 10 babies are not sleeping eight hours straight when they're 12 months old. That is so encouraging. I wish I would have known that when we had 12-month-old children. Yeah. I mean, that is so encouraging. And how, what, what do you think the percentage is at six months that don't sleep eight hours? It's going to be even higher. Uh, 72%. Not quite. It's 57. So six out of 10. 
Man, I just, I feel like sleep is a really big deal. You want your kids to sleep, but it also adds so much consolation to say it's okay. And that first year of life is brutal. You've got teething, you've got trying to figure out solid foods, you've got like wet diapers, just there are a lot of factors coming in to how kids are sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, you admitted to maybe being this parent sometimes. I've been this parent. We all know we've had interactions with this type of parent where their child sleeps through the night really early, like three months, four months, and there's just some smugness to that, <laughs> and it can be so angering, right? Especially and, and again, when knowing you're so, that I've been smug in my and, life. And especially when you're so freaking tired, and then a parent's like, oh, yeah, yeah my Johnny's sleeping, through the, sleeping night. through the night since he was three months old. Dude you want to throw them through a window. Yeah. Uh, you may know this, but the article that I read also noted that um, babies who breastfeed actually are prone to sleep shorter amounts of time. Because breast uh, breast milk is more easily digestible, so they get hungry faster. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but you know there are positive, obviously, health benefits to breastfeeding. Pros and cons to all of it. Pros and cons. Yeah, I mean, that is, I really do want to speak into the chaos of all the information. I think if you hear anything today, what you should hear is send us a rating and review us. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the turn. No, no, no. What I really want moms and dads to hear is that every child is different. And what you're doing is the best you can do. Like, do your best. Invest and see your children really well. um, And know that this is not going to last forever. I think that's the main thing I wish I would have heard when our kids were, like, under five. Yeah. It's shorter than it seems right now. Yes. Because it feels really long right now. It feels really long, and you're tired. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Get a good friend who can breathe some life into you and listen to us and rate us and review us. (laughs) I was going to say, if you have a good friend who would be encouraged by this episode or any of our episodes, please do share it with them. If you uh, want to go into the old uh, Apple iTunes, whatever they call it now these days. The old Apple iTunes. You know, whatever the kids are (laughs) listening to these days. We would love a review and a rating um, so that more and more people hear about it. And uh, please do share it with a friend. And have a wonderful, wonderful week. And with that, Rach, thank you for doing this podcast with me. And thank you for working on the farm. Thank you for working on the farm. Check ya. Thank you.